a 150% rise in the Chinese government's persecution of Christians in just one year. We don't carry arms. We will not carry arms. We don't teach carrying arms. But we can call on God. Our God is bigger than human ammunition. Hey everybody, welcome back to The Fifth Seal, episode 15. I'm your host, The Evangelical Norm. Fifth Seal is a podcast that I do to bring awareness to the persecuted church around the world and to pray for our brothers and sisters who are persecuted because of their faith in Jesus Christ. We count down the top countries on Open Doors USA's uh, world watch list. We do every day through the month of November, which is uh, Persecuted Church Awareness Month. And then from January through October, we do two every month, a countdown from 50 to 31. So that's why the episode uh, numbers go backwards. We're counting down. Yesterday was 16, today's 15, tomorrow's 14, and so on. So that's a little background on the podcast for those of you who might be new joining us today. Um, and that all being said, it is Monday, November 16th. And this is our update on the persecuted church around the world. This from persecution.org. A Christian in China's Wuhan received a warning from the local authorities for, quote, sharing the gospel on the street, unquote. According to China Aid, Li Feng, 33, received an administrative punishment decision on November 4th since he used a loudspeaker to talk about Christianity on the street on November 2nd. The notice from Wucheng District Public Security Bureau reads that Li is receiving this warning after the authorities refused, reviewed the CCTV footage, heard from witnesses, and Li's plea and verification. It is unclear what Li could be punished for if he decides to continue his street evangelism. Most, poss most possible scenario is that he could be detained briefly or fined. Li's case is not unique. On August 3rd, a Christian in China's Hunan province was sentenced by the authorities to 10 days in administrative detention for illegal evangelism. So again, this doesn't seem like a really big story, like it's not that, not, not a huge uh, punishment, anything like that. He was questioned and so on, but this is, uh, this is what happens when you, when you are persecuted by your government. And so just to be on the street using a loudspeaker talking about Christ is enough to get you detained. He could be, I mean, they could, they could do any number of things. If they find Bibles and Christian literature, he could be charged with other things, be imprisoned, and so on. So this, it seems like, but it, it, it is a serious issue for Christians in China who are just wanting to worship Christ, do what they're called to do to evangelize, share the gospel with other people, and they're detained and persecuted by the police and by the governmental authorities. So pray for, for Mr. Li Feng in China there. Pray that, that God's justice would be done. Also from persecution.org, Amnesty International released a report earlier this week detailing a horrific attack on civilians in Ethiopia's northwestern Tigray region. The region has been on the news in recent weeks after declaring independence from the federal government. Since then, many have died in an armed conflict between Tigray forces and federal forces. The hostilities have included several bloody battles and airstrikes on the region. Some details of the massacre are still coming out, but after reviewing video evidence and satellite imagery, 
Amnesty reported that scores and likely hundreds of people were stabbed or hacked to death in the border town of Maikadra on the night of November 9th. Maikadra lies along the strategically important area of the Ethiopia-Sudan border and had, earlier that day, been the site of an armed conflict between the Tigray TPLF and the federal troops. These federal troops entered Maikadra after successfully pushing the TPLF out of the town only to find the streets littered with the dead and wounded. The civilians, mainly ethnic Amhara from the neighboring Amhara region, according to eyewitnesses, seem to have been hacked to death by TPLF forces before their retreat from Maikadra. The TPLF denies any involvement in the attack, although this denial is inconsistent with the accounts of the survivors. The Amhara region has contributed to the federal government's military response to the situation in Tigray, with Amhara special forces fighting alongside the federal Ethiopian Defense Force. This massacre may have been the retaliation for this partnership, although it is difficult to know for certain as the identity of the attackers is yet unconfirmed. The Amhara are one of the major people groups in Ethiopia. Roughly 80% of them are Christian and 20% of them are Muslim. The Tigray people are a much smaller people group by the number, but have historically exercised significant influences in the political and military structure of the country. They are about 97% Christian. It is reprehensible that the innocent Amhara citizens were attacked in this manner. The TPLF and the Ethiopian government and the international community must band together to bring the perpetrators of this massacre to justice. ICC will continue to monitor the complex situation on the ground in Ethiopia, which stems from a variety of factors, including ethnic and political tensions. So this seems more like a political story, but the it's, it's not a, a coincidence that the region that they're in is a majority Christian region and that that was what was attacked. I'm really, you know, as you see the, the pattern that happens in these areas, in different areas where, where Muslim uh, fundamentalist uh, militia and so on are active, it's, it's very common that they target villages and towns that are majority Christian. Um, these two areas are obviously a, a majority Christian community so we need to be praying for our brothers and sisters in this area, whether they're just, whether it's even just the uh, collateral damage from a political war, it's still not coincidental that this is the area that these militia groups are, are choosing to, to have their battles, um, where they can essentially kill two birds with one stone, deal with Christians and um, their, their fight with the government. So pray for our brothers and sisters. In Ethiopia, and that brings us to our world watch list for this for today, which is number 15, Iraq. So, a few facts about Iraq the region is Middle East, the persecution type is Islamic oppression, persecution level is very high, population is 40,412,000, of which about 202,000 are Christians, so less than 5% of the population. Main religion is Islam. Government is a federal republic and the leader as of the publication of the World Watch List that uh, leadership was vacant. So many Iraqi Christians are still recovering from the brutal reign of ISIS and for some believers that threat has not fully diminished. 
Although ISIS has lost territory in Iraq, their ideology remains and has influenced society. Many of the militants have simply blended back into the general population. Another important driver of persecution are Shia militias who helped drive out ISIS and have gained authority and territory in the power vacuum left after ISIS was defeated. Additionally, Christians are dealing with a drastic reduction in their population since their country... Let me... I lost my spot. Additionally, Christians are dealing with a drastic reduction in their population since ISIS began their attacks. Along with trauma for those believers who have stayed in their country, Iraq remains very tribal, which can mean significant pressure for believers who come from Muslim tribes. Conversion to Christianity is seen as a rejection of heritage and family. Christians from Muslim backgrounds often keep their faith a secret since they may be attacked by family members or others in the community if their new faith is discovered. Iraq has fallen two spots in the 2020 World Watch List and has seen its overall persecution score reduced. This is primarily due to the decrease in violence against believers and a reduction in the number of Christians attacked or killed for their faith. The Assyrian Church of the East, the Syrian Orthodox Church, the Syrian Catholic Church, the Chaldean Catholic Church, and the Armenian Orthodox Church are all seriously affected by persecution in Iraq, especially from Islamic extremist movements and non-Christian leaders. They also face discrimination from government authorities in central and southern Iraq. Christians often do not publicly display Christian symbols, such as a cross, as this can lead to harassment or discrimination at checkpoints, universities, government buildings, and in workplaces. Even Christians in the Iraqi Kurdish region have reportedly removed the cross from their cars to avoid unwanted attention. Christians with a Muslim background experience more pressure from extended family and often keep their faith a secret to avoid threats from family members, clan leaders, and the society around them. Converts to Christianity from Islam risk losing their inheritance rights and the right or means to marry. Openly leaving Islam leads to difficult situations throughout the country. A few examples, three Christian converts from Islam were killed for their faith-related reasons in, 2020, in the 2020 World Watch reporting period. For security reasons, no further details can be given. On two separate occasions, Shiite militants intimidated Christians in Bartella and Karakash in December 2018 by firing weapons into the air outside churches. The militants threatened Syriac Catholic priest Benham Benoka and put a gun to his head. Local authorities or police did not come to help, and his efforts to have an investigation started were in vain. Two elderly Christian ladies were violently assaulted in their home in Bartella in May 2019. The mother, 89, and the daughter, 69, had to be hospitalized, and jewelry and other valuables were stolen. Two suspects of Shabak ethnicity were arrested. As Middle East Concern reports, Christians view the incident as part of a systemic campaign against Christian which aim, Christians which aims to change the area's demographic composition. Some prayer points for Iraq. Pray for the youth training programs led by our local partner organization in the Nineveh Plains. Pray for the future of these youth that the Lord will give them courage and strength to stand up to trials. Please continue to pray for the staff of our local partners in Iraq. They often travel across the country on dangerous roads. Ask the Lord to protect them from all dangers when they go out to spread the gospel among those hungering for Jesus. Pray for Christian political leaders and ask God to give them wisdom over their daily decisions. Pray that they will listen to God's voice and represent the people they serve. Pray for hope for the displaced Christian families in Mosul. Pray very few Christians from the city have returned because the security situation remains unstable. Let's pray. Father, thank you so much for this time. We have to come together to 
pray for our brothers and sisters around the world. We thank you for uh, the social media platform that we have to to join across distances and, and even hours, Lord, as some will come later today and watch this and still be praying for our brothers and sisters. So we praise you that you have provided this platform for us to do this. Lord, we lift up our brothers and sisters in China, especially uh, our brother Li Fang, Lord, who was um, arrested and warned for, for evangelism, basically. Father, we pray that, that you would protect those who would go out and with boldness share your gospel in these places where where they are persecuted for their faith we pray that you would um just protect them that you would uh cover them as they share your gospel lord and continue to give them faith and use that lord as they are willing to uh proclaim your truth even in the face of persecution that they would you would use that to draw others to yourself father Lord, we pray for um, our brothers and sisters in Ethiopia, in these areas where these militias and government uh, forces are fighting. Lord, we pray that, that even if it's their ju just collateral damage in a political war, Father, that you would protect them and that you would use their witness to draw people to yourself, Lord. That you would use the Christians in this area to share your gospel, to share your truth, um, and that even those in these militias and these other forces would be drawn to uh, repentance and faith in you. Father, and we pray for our brothers and sisters in Iraq. We pray for um, those who are the, the young people who are receiving discipleship. Lord, we pray that, that you would grow them in their faith and that you would uh, use them as they grow and mature in their faith in you, Lord, that they would share the gospel with others. And that you would be uh, glorified through them, through them raising their family and raising their children up in in uh, in the faith. Lord, we pray for um, your protection uh, on other local uh, uh, Open Doors partners in Iraq. Lord, we pray that you would protect them as they travel through the area, as they are taking um, uh, products and and the word and just uh, aid to the people in those areas Lord we pray that you protect them in those areas we pray that you would uh, be with the political leaders in Iraq Lord that they would that they would hear you that you would move upon the hearts of those leaders that the political freedom would be uh, increased that, that people would be will, uh, able to share their uh, their faith and live out their faith in these areas and we do pray for those people who are uh, displaced, especially from the city of Mosul, Lord, which was uh, kind of a, a, a catalyst for the IMN movement and, and a lot of awareness of what is happening to the persecuted church as ISIS moved in and drove those people out of their homes. Lord, even now as ISIS has been dro driven out, very few of those Christians have moved back. And Lord, we pray for them. We pray that you would draw them back into their homes. Uh, draw them back into their places of worship and that that Mosul would be once again a place where where Christianity is is seen and openly practiced and and you are glorified and in all these things Lord we pray that that you are glorified um, through our brothers and sisters willingness to stand firm in their faith because uh, even underneath uh, intense persecution for their faith in you Lord and it is for your glory and in your name that we pray Jesus amen so Sorry, uh, live stuff, and I've got uh, construction going on in the basement, and obviously just people coming through. So, 
thanks for dealing with uh, all the, the weirdness of the last couple times of live videos. Um, if you know anybody who is willing to endure this kind of weirdness, uh, invite them to come to the Fifth Seal Facebook page. Uh, they can hit join and I'll get them approved to join that group. Or they can head over to YouTube channel for the Evangelical Norm. Uh, hit the subscribe button, notifications, get all the stuff that is, all the content that is released there. And of course, they can get any of these uh, audio podcasts, uh, wherever you get your audio podcasts. Um, Spotify, Amazon, Google Podcasts, iTunes, wherever. They're all, uh, the Fifth Seal is, is published on all of those all those platforms where you can grab it in audio form if you don't have time to sit down and watch the video. So once again, thank you. I apologize for the, the weird noises in the background. Um, I, I thought I was going to have a, a few more minutes to do this without uh, craziness happening. So um, as always, preach the gospel at all times. Use words. They're necessary. And until tomorrow, Soli Deo Gloria.